Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 18th of July and in Marcus's absence I have picked up the mantle and we are now uh, back on stream with the members exclusive podcast. All right, well just as always, this is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the Thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, it's just coming up to 11.30 on Tuesday. Market is down 16 points, or 0.22%, 7,282, which is pretty much where the SPY was pointing us to, with a slightly mixed session, I guess, on Wall Street, although the NASDAQ was firmer and the Dow was firmer, but certainly those Chinese GDP numbers were a little bit of a drag on the market yesterday and have continued to be a drag on the market today. Mind you, I know everyone was sneezing at 6.3% GDP growth and saying it was underwhelming, but most countries out there would give their eye teeth at the moment for 6.3% growth. So no bazooka stimulus from China at the moment. And as a result, we are seeing today a continuation, I guess, of yesterday's themes in terms of the market with resources flat and weaker. BHP down 1.5%, Rio down 1.2%, Fortescue managing to eke out a tiny weenie gain, and we are seeing a little bit of interest in some of the lithium plays like Pilbara and Alchem, uh, slightly firmer. But the rest of the market is a little bit weaker across the board, with the exception of the banks, which we are seeing a little bit of interest in the big four at the moment. CBA up a percent, NAB's up 1.8%, so doing quite well. But the rest of the market flat industrials very much flat it does look as if the insurers are picking up some of that uh, optimism as well with qbe up 0.9 of a percent i suspect part of the reason why the banks and insurers are slightly better is the fact that the aussie 10-year yields just pushing up towards uh, four percent again 3.98 percent there for the aussie 10-year yields Uh, we are seeing industrials pretty much uh, weaker across the board, to be honest, and REITs also down as well. We've just had the RBA minutes out as well. I'll give you a quick rundown of those. These are the highlights. Inflation and interest rates remain high, and inflation is not expected to return to the target range until mid-2025. There are concerns that inflation may remain above target for an extended period. They also know that electricity price increases and other factors contributes to inflationary pressures. Tight labour market and wages remain. Normalised wage growth has stabilised, but the environment is conducive to further increases. There were two policy options canvassed, unchanged and raising it by 25 basis points. And the current monetary policy stance is restrictive, they say, due to considerable tightening over the prior year. And the board, finally weighing up all of the options, decided to hold the cash rate steady At the current meeting, further tightening in monetary policy may be required to bring inflation back to target. So not much really that we didn't already know, to be honest. We also had out today the ANZ Roy Roy Morgan consumer confidence number uh, falling again for the week to July 23rd for its third straight week of declines. The confidence level was amongst the five worst results since COVID and has stayed below 80 for 20 straight weeks. 
So not particularly good news there. Some of the big movers and shakers though today include Ansel, which has had a little bit of a warning for the market. It says it's tracking to FY23 guidance, but it has warned of job cuts and cost increases and also talks about the impact of foreign exchange to be a moderate headwind. The company is also expecting its total interest costs on gross debt to climb $29 million in the next financial year as the cost, of course, of debt soars around the world. We are kicking off this week as well with some production numbers out. And uh, there are some production numbers out this morning with Syrah out this morning and uh, not particularly good news, I suspect, for the market there. Uh, They're certainly not taking it well today with Syrah down Uh, They are down currently around 11.8% Ansel on the back of that warning about cost blowout, down 14.9%. Some of the other losers around today include Satire, which has had a pretty good run, down 4.6%. Latin Resources, down another 4.4%, I'm afraid. Their investment in Solis Minerals, uh, now pretty much line ball. They are trading at 55 cents, the SLM, the stock code there, down 7.6% today. That was uh, one that one of the digital marketers and IR people were heavily promoting and went for a mighty run and fell 60% yesterday on drill results. They've only drilled three holes so far, but another 7.6% fall for that one today. Looking at some of the winners today, though, includes Clinuvale. Uh, uh, which has got huge, not huge volume, to be honest, 6.8% higher on 63,000 shares. And we're also seeing Alliance Aviation doing all right today, and up another 3%, so happy about that one too. But not much else in the winners for Grinners. And the index now, in the last uh, 10 minutes since those RBA minutes have came out, now down 29 points. So certainly the market is taking the fact that the RBA is talking about more interest rate rises down the track potentially uh, as a negative and has punished the market accordingly. Uh, The phrase, members agreed that some further tightening of monetary policy may be required to bring inflation back to target within a reasonable time frame. But that depended, they say, on how the economy and inflation evolve. So data dependency there. In other news today, we have got uh, a little bit of news out, and all of that is in the newsletter today. Uh, But the big news, I guess, if you're in Victoria or anywhere, really, if you're a sports fan, is that uh, Daniel Andrews has cancelled the 2026 Commonwealth Games as the cost blowout would have been too much. He's now talking about it would have cost as much as $7 billion. So the Commonwealth Games no longer taking place in Melbourne in 2026. All right, as far as strategy goes at the moment, the market clearly in a bit of consolidation after that 3.7% rise last week. Uh, It was a pretty meteoric rise, I have to say, uh, following the US and playing a bit of catch-up. But of course, we are seeing caution creep in now ahead of the US numbers, which are set to uh, hit again this week. We did see a few of the banks report last Friday, but we do get a whole host of big companies this week. And then, of course, we do get some of those tech companies. And of course, the Magnificent Seven have been the real pillar and the real driving force of the NASDAQ gains and also the S&P 500 games. And just to complicate matters, the NASDAQ is getting a rebalance 
on July the 21st. It will have a special rebalancing. There are certain rules regarding the NASDAQ 100 in terms of concentration, in terms of how big you can get in that index. And it is a kind of an ad hoc kind of system they have to some extent. But there will be a rebalancing after the close on the 21st of July. So bear that in mind. So it means the top five will likely get their weightings adjusted lower, which will pull the aggregate weighting back down to 40%. The S&P 500, though, not set for a rebalance as that has not yet had any of its rules broken. So that's an interesting one. Just to throw a little bit of a spanner into the mix. But of course, it is all about results and earnings season in the US and very much... Uh, the results are not expected to be that great, to be honest. So we are very much uh, looking at some uh, some not such great results, I guess. And uh, anything that beats those results will be good. We do get uh, later this week Bank of America, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Uh, I guess Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs will have some implications for Macquarie. Uh, Goldman Sachs and Macquarie often compared side by side. We'll also get results out from United Airlines, Las Vegas Sands and technology giants, Tesla and Netflix. We'll also be interested to see what Netflix have to say about the current actors and screenwriters strike in the US. So far, they've said that content won't be affected because they have many overseas productions. But certainly the heart of the actors and screenwriters strike is the change from the free to air, I guess, to streaming services and residuals, and also an argument about AI and the use of images. So that is something to bear in mind. Analysts are expecting a pretty gloomy season uh, with lower profits across the S&P 500, forecasting a decline of around 7% from a year ago. So gloomy expectations once again built into those results. And as they drop, of course, we'll be bringing you those results. The implications for the Australian market. We are currently in the Reserve Bank's blackout period for two weeks prior to a July or any month's policy meeting. The Reserve Bank chiefs uh, do have a blackout period where they don't talk to the media and don't uh, make forecasts. So we are in that blackout period, although there is a 97% chance, so let's call it pretty much dead set cert, that the central bank will increase races rates rather later this month. So that's very much on the cards is another rate rise from the Fed. And it certainly looks from the RBA minutes that we can't rule that out from our Reserve Bank, despite, I guess, a slight changing of the guard with Michelle Bullock taking over in September. As far as our strategy goes in Marcus's strategy, uh, we still have the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 indices ETFs, which have been doing very, very nicely, been going along very nicely. Uh, Although both indices are overbought, as they say, the market can remain overbought for longer than you think is possible sometimes. And certainly at the moment, US futures not showing much on the cards, uh, just a slight drop in US futures at the moment. So it still remains uh, our trade at the moment in the strategy portfolio, the beta shares, NASDAQ 100 ETF and the S&P hedged in a dollar terms, IHVV and HNDQ, that NASDAQ ETF. Nothing currently in the one stock portfolio with Macquarie and BHP having been sold. But the market rise last week, 3.7%, pretty impressive. Uh, As always, uh, we are seeing uh, 
we'll, we certainly will see more opportunities as they come along and they are like buses they do continue to come along even if you miss this one uh, you will certainly pick up on the next one the interest for us holding those nasdaq etfs of course is the technology stocks in terms of their results we get microsoft pretty much uh, first cab off the rank apart from tesla which hits on thursday we do get microsoft on july the 24th microsoft being seen pretty much as the bellwether i guess for the ai revolution certainly has been talked about as one of the biggest winners from the ai revolution so maybe we'll see some commentary uh, later or next week's on the back of that uh, result so that we get an idea of uh, how they're benefiting how they're monetizing the ai revolution followed by google and meta the following day amazon on the 26th apple on the 27th and nvidia not till the end of august so we have to wait a little while for that one to drop but still as i say relatively happy at the moment despite the overboughtness of the nasdaq and the s p and the dow to some extent still happy to remain long those us etfs as far as our market goes uh, that run last week pretty good and we are seeing that consolidation starting to happen uh, monday we did uh, see some consolidation now we're now down 36 points as i continue to record this one uh, the resources again uh, trending a little bit lower bhp now down 1.8 percent so we are seeing that sell-off in resources and industrials and the REITs hitting our market at the moment. The only thing really holding the market up to any extent is the big four banks and the insurance companies. So consolidation being the name of the game in the market. Just looking at my stuff today, just running through a few things that caught my eye. Uh, some of those included the heat wave that is happening in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. Some really extraordinary temperatures being recorded in Death Valley in the US and across Europe, really extraordinary temperatures. And I guess how we as investors can harness that, and one of the ways that I guess we can harness that is through energy companies, because energy is a big component going into air conditioning and trying to keep people cool and the lights on in these extreme temperatures that we are seeing. So Whitehaven coal does spring to mind, and I have written a little piece today on Whitehaven. It's not exactly a standout uh, huge buy, but certainly a hold uh, with some potential upside at these levels if we see the coal price increase. They have got an almighty pile of cash. Interestingly, one member sent me an article yesterday about uh, the fact that the banks really have not been particularly friendly in terms of funding to coal companies hardly a surprise given they're trying to uh, pull back on their lending to fossil fuel companies and this certainly has been affecting a white haven in their growth push they do have 2.65 billion in cash and it has returned uh, recently around 1.6 billion of capital through dividends and buybacks and despite weather delays labor shortages and operational constraints the june quarter was stronger than the march quarter and fy23 guidance sales were met so of course with whitehaven it is all down to the coal price but they have got some growth options coming from vickery uh, and also of course if we do see the chinese continue to take australian coal that could push prices up a little bit as well uh, the other thing looking at today is just on the back of the news that uh, russia has uh, basically stopped the export of wheat 
uh, from Ukraine, which they had previously agreed to, which that uh, deal expired on July the 17th. That has not been renewed. Uh, so one of the potential beneficiaries there, we have had a bit of a bumper wheat crop, is Grain Corp, which is up 2.7% today. Wheat prices did push ahead overnight, not a huge amount, and they're still lower than they were before uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But uh, certainly uh, Grain Corp is one that is seen as a utility by some analysts with their silos being the big draw card. Also today I did write up a little bit on Poseidon Unfortunately, uh, after the near, uh, well, the Black Swan event yesterday, uh, which was a bit of a Black Swan non-event, given the delays to bringing the Black Swan uh, nickel project online due to power problems, uh, have written that one up. That does look like one for the patient. Uh, I have to say, there is certainly tightness in that WA labour market. They are lacking in FIFO accommodation, and that power is the issue there. So that's um, going to take some time. Stock's down another 3% today. Had a pretty awful day yesterday, uh, down to 3.2 cents. Uh, it was around 4.3, 4.4 cents before this announcement. So not such good news there. Well, that is about it for me today. Thank you very much for listening. As always, we'll be back again tomorrow. If there's anything you'd like me to cover in the members' podcast, I don't want to just do the same as Marcus. It's always nice to do something a little different. But if there's anything you want me to cover or to put into the members' podcast every day, uh, be sure to drop me an email, henry at marcustoday.com.au. You can get me there any time of the day, any time of night. And uh, please uh, love to get your feedback and any suggestions on how to make the podcast better. Thanks again, and may the trading gods be with you.